as a jazz penis falls for an aspiring actress in Los Angeles. Did you can do we redo that? I'm sorry. Hold on. No, what? Can you, can you, I, can you hear what I said? Articulate a little bit better. A jazz, <laughs> a jazz pianist. That's what I said, Chet. Can we change it to musician? Can we change I, it to musician? No, no. It's accurate. This is accurate. Yeah. Well, welcome back to another episode of Down the Hall Podcast. You know, um, we don't know all the things, but we know a few things. And one of those things is that there are a lot of movies out there. Every one of the things. Yeah. I mean, just three for this. We we know that there are a lot of movies out there. That's Tons. one. Limitless, actually. The second thing we know is that not all of them are great. And the third thing we know is that most people don't have the time to figure all of that out. Yeah. We're here to uh, give people back the 115 hours that they would spend otherwise searching for a movie. What would you do with an extra 115 hours this year? Can we add to that calculation the number of hours people watch watching bad movies? That's a great point. You know? As then, I mean, then you're really like, then you're really screwed. Well, I'll tell you what. If you spend 115 hours just looking for a movie to watch and then you end up picking the wrong one, you may not. Oh, you might it's not, happened. Might as well cancel your Netflix. I mean, actually, that happened to us the other night, right? What was that movie with Odenkirk? Oh, yeah. Girlfriend's Day? Girl, Girlfriend's Day? The premise Day? of it doesn't even... It's a Netflix... I don't know what made them decide to... Literally wasted time. And it was like a... money. An hour. It was an hour and 15 minutes. Couldn't do it. Couldn't yeah, make it through. Couldn't, I, couldn't I tried even, three times. I couldn't do it. Literally tried three times. The premise was... It's like, like the card business was a cartel... And they were they were like killing each other, which I kind of already always thought. I just think they executed it wrong. That's it. That's you're under the impression. Well, then again, you you do have a, a conspiracy bent to you, so you would believe it. I think right now, given I'm dealing, I'm operating with a a, a claw for a hand at this point with a broken yeah. with a broken pinky. Rodney broke Rodney broke a digit, a small digit, the the least essential digit. But even still, a digit nonetheless. What I would spend my time doing, and I'm not sure if I would watch all of the Wolverine movies again, um, or how I'd go about executing this, but what I would do is I would find a way to get the X-Men Wolverine treatment where I get made out of metal and I can heal really quickly. Got it. Okay. That might take longer you think the 115 hours? I don't know. I've never tried, though. Can you imagine if everyone could actually just convert 115 hours from searching for movies into turning into Wolverine? But if the world was full of Wolverines, like... Then nobody's really Wolverine. So but, you would so you would, you would, would try to be Wolverine um, because you have a broken pinky, so you have certain motivations right now. I get that. That's, to heal. To that's heal fine. quickly, yeah. You know, other people might use their time differently. That's not for us to decide. But what we are going to do today... I'm going to set the agenda here, is we're doing this Oscar crash course. Um, what that means is around this time, you know, the Oscars just happened. Everyone saw who was nominated for Best Picture. We saw who won and then who won after, right? Because, Rodney, I don't know if you saw this, but La La Land won. And for like 10 seconds, they were the winner. And then all of a sudden, it was Moonlight instead. So does this mean like... Does that make it the ultimate snub, or now is it impossible for there to be a snub in the event that you thought it was either one of those movies? Because technically, they both won. I'm going to let the waters settle before I determine what I think about that. I feel like okay. the ripples are still going. But what we're doing here 
Rodney and I is we understand that at this point, a lot of times people will add all of those best picture nominees to their watch lists. And with nine movies that were nominated, it might be hard to determine, okay, with the time, the little time that I have, which movies are really worth my time. And so Rodney and I are going to do a crash course, bird's eye view examination of all of these movies, tell you our thoughts on each of them. We're going to tell you what our ratings were really quickly, but also for this episode, we're going to tell you one of three different things. We're going to say either it's a green light, a yellow light, or a red light. Did you pick those colors because of their because of a crash course? Is this like audio? Is this audio themed? Auto themed? Like a race car theme? Wow, I, I think subconsciously that has to be true. Oh, really? I just assumed we. I've heard you say this, but I, I just assumed that was the case. Well, I will preface it this way for the listeners: all of these movies are worth seeing. So even the red lights are worth seeing. But we know that some people have to just pick a few that they can spend their time watching and not, you know, not do the rest. Yes. So we are forcing ourselves to say a few of them get green lights, a few of them get yellow lights, which is kind of like, all right, add it to the list, get it to it when you can. And the red lights are not bad movies. They're all good movies, but it's to say like, you know what? If you don't get around to it, you're not really missing a ton. Yes. Also red light, green light. Really fun game if you're in elementary school. Yeah, I never I never felt like it. I was quite good at it. I always cheated, but it was a great game. Okay. So we are literally picking out of hats today. <laughs> well, um, one hat. One hat. Sing- singular hat. We're picking also, a Linden bunch of hats clueless, out of one big hat. a lot nicer than I... Anyway. And then in one of those hats will be nine different pieces of paper with the different movies on it. So we're just doing these at random. Yep. And so, Rodney, why don't you pick first? Sure. And I literally wrote them down with pencil and paper. Like, this has got to be one of the few times in my life I've written on paper. It's like my old, my old, uh, in the past couple of years. It's like my old watch lists before the IMDb. Yeah, apps. this is what, this yeah. is, this is what your, your list used to look like, right? There's a bunch of pieces of paper and a hat. Oh, it's kind of nostalgic and quaint. All right, go. All right. What? Oh, look at what I got. The first one I got was La La Land. So the the big winner. Are you that, sure it wasn't well, Moonlight? I'm pretty sure. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> um, that was good. That was clever, though. Um, all right. So, uh, starring Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling, uh, directed by Damien Chazelle. Obviously, I think this one. So my brief description of this would be: it's a modern day musical, uh, which I was highly skeptical. Um, but it's kind of a a modern musical, kind of classic love story that's told. Uh, two different people who kind of are pursuing their own dreams, but then also trying to see if they can make a relationship work in the midst of it. It's a really great movie. I think being the one that was really skeptical that uh, that I was going to be annoyed by the fact that it was a musical and not just a regular movie, um, I think they they really smashed it. They smashed it. Hit the ball out of the, hit the ball out of the park. Hit a home run. Uh, a few more sports references that I'm struggling to come up with right now. It was a touchdown. It was a it, slam dunk. It was. Uh, so in terms of the, the green light, yellow light, red light, it, it's a green light. It's one of my three green lights. Um, and in terms of a rating, I believe I gave it a 9 out of 10. So I gave this movie a 10. We already talked about it. We did an entire episode devoted to it. came up again when we did the episode with Lyndon. So I won't go too into detail here. But yes, great movie. Got to give it a chance. You got to get past certain biases if, if you have them against sort of musicals, right? Um, this yeah, one. It's funny. Was, I don't think I heard anybody. Oh, I'm confused. Complain. Is it was it your turn? I didn't. Oh, you're such, just, so sensitive. Just curious. I, no, I just I, I just want to be. I would be on the same page. So I didn't know. 
if I was uh, wrong. I'm just going to go ahead and finish making my point. I think a lot of people that I would think would have been biased against it uh, all said the same thing. They all were not bothered by the fact that it was a musical. Continue. Okay. Um, no, it, it, it's, it's, a great, it's a great one. I, it, for me, it was, it was extremely charming, and I've talked at length about it, and I rec- have recommended it to so many different people. And if you haven't seen it, absolutely put it at the top of your list. Green light all the way. Cool. All right, so I'm going to draw the next one here. Ready? Next one is Manchester by the Sea. Ooh. So this one is described as an uncle is asked to take care of his teenage nephew after the boy's father dies. Starring Casey Affleck and Michelle Williams, directed by Kenneth Longergan. You know, the thing I will Longergan, say about that, though, is Michelle Williams wasn't really in it a ton. It's surprising but. to me, too, that she was as top bill. Obviously, she was essential to the mm-hmm. whole story, but... It's surprising to me, too, that she was that top build. Sorry, it's your turn. No, agreed. Um, so I, I liked, again, this is, I have to say, all these movies are worth seeing. Manchester by the Sea is definitely worth seeing. For me, though, if I'm being honest, I do think that it might have gotten overhyped. Uh, it felt to me like the same note throughout the entire movie. Without giving any spoilers away, it's an extremely heart-wrenching story, and I can appreciate that um, about life. And I thought the acting was was really good really strong um but it felt like the same note the same tone all the way throughout and roddy and i have kind of talked about this at length since we're not doing an entire episode to it i'll just say this um it's worth seeing but if you're prioritizing i would say i'm going to give this one a red light i rated it as a seven which is my cutoff point as to whether or not i would recommend it to people got it yeah so uh on the other hand i was it might have been the same note, but it was a really effective note. I mean, it was an incredibly sad movie. I think if you've heard anything about the movie, you've probably heard everyone say that. You've probably heard everyone say what I'm going to say again, which is it's it's very depressing. It's uh, it's probably a hard one to get through. You probably have to be in the right mood to watch it. Um, but unlike Chad, I think I found it. I mean, one of it, it's not my favorite, but. One of my favorite movies um, in this entire list, just because I think the acting and the story, it was just, it's got to be one of the best singular acting performances that I've ever seen. Just because it's very true to life. It's just very, very heavy, but very effective throughout the whole time. It's, you know, um, I don't know, you literally feel like you're watching someone's life and, and they're kind of struggling through it. So um, I will say, hearing Rodney talk through it, even after we watched it, it changed my mind on on kind of how I appreciated it. And so I bumped it up after hearing Rodney talk through it. So I definitely yeah. understand that people kind of come at it from different angles. I can see why people would love it. Yeah, did you say you're red light, green light? I'm red light. Okay. Um, so I I went yellow. I'll explain why. It was, it was one that I was struggling uh, in terms of being limited. I debated putting it green, but I think another one... Uh, topped it for me but it's it's certainly and i think also probably the fact that it's really specific it would be really hard for me to watch it again or you you have to be in the right frame of mind to be able to watch it or you have to be with somebody else you really want to see that story uh because there's certainly nothing lighthearted or easy about it um and i rated it an eight very cool so what's the next one Uh, the next one is Hell or High Water. Um, so Hell or High Water is a divorced father, his ex-con older brother, resort to a desperate scheme in order to save their family's ranch in West Texas. 
um, starring Chris Pine, Jeff Bridges, Ben Foster, uh, was directed by David McKenzie. This movie felt a lot like uh, No Country for Old Men to me. You know, you have kind of this older, close to retirement detective. You have just the scenery of it. Um, it's kind of this, you know, very desert colored picture, you know, whatever that orange, yellow desert color just is. Texas color. You know, yeah, I think exactly. You, yeah, just you know, Texas. Uh, you can probably picture what I'm saying. Um, but I think unlike No, no Country. Country for Old Men, which I know obviously was really great, to me it didn't hit – No Country for Old Men didn't hit home where this one hit like more home. I think mm-hmm. I felt uh, a lot more connected to the characters in it. Um, I think Chris Pine did a great job. Um, I think the whole story was, was done really well. I think it was a little one note for me, like un, um, more like you were saying, I think – I didn't quite fall in love with any of the characters as as much as I would probably need to to consider it a best picture movie or to consider it, you know, a, a movie that I would highly highly recommend. But it was really good. So, uh, but it did. I had to pick two red lights, so it was one of my red lights because I think after watching it, there's few people like if I, I feel like I'd have to have a lot of caveats if I was going to recommend it to somebody. Um, for them to really pay attention and watch it. Um, but I guess, you know, Chris Pine's brother's story throughout that whole thing is pretty emotional, but, yeah. um, what'd you rate it? Um, I rated it an eight as well. So you, you'll okay. notice these are all great movies. So I'm not, you know, I'm yeah, there's some, no bad ratings here. None of them are bad. Yeah. So I'm giving, uh, I had to give it a red light. That's okay. But yeah, I mean, for me, I also gave it an eight. I loved, I loved it. Um, I was, I think, caught off guard by it, pleasantly surprised. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris Pine showed a level of versatility as an actor that uh, I don't know that I'd seen from him, yeah, um, it, which I thought was really cool. Uh, you're, you're, you're right. You said it perfectly. The the older brother, his story arc was maybe more intriguing than Chris Pine's. Yeah. Um, Jeff Bridges as the as the kind of bordering retirement detective who's chasing after them, I thought was, was really cool. It definitely has a, a fun sense to it, even though it's a drama. Um, I don't know something about the setting of like the bank robbers and like yeah. the West, and I don't know. Just so I did like No Country for Old Men. I consider this to be a faster paced version of that. So right, I've recommended it already to people. So for that, I'd say Yellow Light worth adding to your watch list. Definitely, I wouldn't say you need to go out of your way like I would for some of the other ones we're going to talk about. Yeah. But um, I gave it an eight. Like I said, I really liked it. Cool. Okay, the next one is Arrival. So, Arrival, um, starring Amy Adams, Jeremy Renner, and Forrest Whitaker, uh, directed by Dennis Villeneuve. Uh, It's when 12 mysterious spacecraft appear around the world, linguistics professor Luis Banks is tasked with interpreting the language of the apparent alien visitors. I, I was legit. I saw this movie by myself and was blown away by it. Loved it. Now, I understand that... Um, with any sci-fi movie with any sort of like anything to do with like space travel or even like, you know, without giving much away, but like certain elements of like time distortion and stuff like that, you can always find plot holes. So I don't think it's worth maybe talking through that so much because I think we can do that. No, all I night. don't think it's, but I don't even necessarily know that's that important to the movie really. Yeah. But, yeah. but you know, you kind of like, you kind of track with the parameters that the movie sets for itself. Right. Yep. And as long as it's consistent with itself, you can, you can stick with it. And for me, I 
maybe I can watch it again and find problems with it. I didn't find any problems with it. I loved it. Um, it was extremely intellectual, like in the sense that it made you think. I'm not saying it's a smart person movie, but in the sense that it's causing you to think throughout. You have to constantly be paying attention. You have to be thinking through it. So if you don't like that type of movie, it's not for you. Um, but I, I loved it. I gave it a nine, and for that reason, it's a green light. Yeah. Yeah, I think... Um, Actually, the only last thing I'll say yeah. is that it's not your typical alien movie in the sense that it's not about like aliens attacking right, right. away. It's about us trying to figure out why they're here. And right. there's kind of like this race against the clock where like, it's this standoff where if we don't figure out quickly why they're here, we might have to strike first. And so there's that level of suspense. Um, but I think it takes a unique, a unique take on the alien movie. Oh, yeah. It's definitely not like an alien movie um and you know i would agree that it's it's a movie that you know there there's that alien element of it like just and really the the really real human reaction of like these things are threatening us so therefore we need to just strike uh like that is kind of a tension that builds the whole time but as you're trying to watch amy adams see if she can figure out what the heck they're doing here right through through just communicating with them like from scene one i remember just being completely entranced and, and interested there may be a few moments where i was really like all right come on like where, where are we going with this like i wanted them to to choose or pick something to do because i felt like there was maybe one or two too many scenes of what felt like the same thing yep um and there were definitely questions that i have at the end in terms of like you know just yep. what some of the ending of it meant however I think even if without picking holes, I think you go, it doesn't really matter. It's a great movie. Right. But so I think that there are certain things that maybe bother me a little bit that caused me to say, didn't manage to make it into the green. I picked uh, two others other than the one that then La La Land that we've already talked about. So it's a yellow for Mm me, Mm -hmm. Um, but it was also an eight Mm -hmm. for me. Got it. Cool. Yeah. So I have, uh, I've got two, two greens of the three that I'm going to do, which was Arrival and La La Land. So yeah. there's one more. We shall see what that is, Rodney. Ooh. Are you, are you nervous? I'm nervous. Uh, am I nervous? Not really. Just like a little anxious. No, no, you're, you don't have that. Your effect. heartbeat is regular. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. Okay. I mean, you, there's a nicer way to say that. Yeah. Are you, are you actually affected by the fact that I said that you don't have that impact on me? No, you don't have that effect on me. Oh, nice. Clever. Uh, the next one is Moonlight, not La La Land. Moonlight. Okay. Um, so Moonlight is uh, Chronicle of the Child. Wait a second. I'm trying to remember that one. Is that the one we just watched like 30 minutes ago? 30 or so minutes ago. Got it. Correct. Okay. Carry yes. on. Uh, this was the last one that allowed us to go through the crash course. Um, granted, you have watched two of the movies that I've not seen, so you might be carrying the the ball down the field soon. A lot of sports references. A lot of sports references. A lot of of sports references that would demand that it sounds like we've never played sports. Yeah, yeah. Um, Given my pinky, carry the 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 torch ball, basket down the to the score hoop. Uh, So it's a chronic moonlight. We're distracting the the introduction of the movie. Uh, It's a chronicle of the childhood, adolescence, and then beginning of adulthood of a young black man growing up in a rough neighborhood of Miami. I'm surprised that in that description isn't also the fact that he he is homosexual. I don't that feels pretty yeah. intrinsic to the to the plot. I would say that's um, the main point. I don't think it's about growing up in a rough neighborhood as much I mean, as I mean I think about, it's partly being he's in a rough yeah, neighborhood. Being, yeah, I think it's partly being homosexual in a rough neighborhood that there are prob like even more, you know, even more struggles or or 
difficulty of being that in that neighborhood. Um, Who's in this movie? The the cast is Mahershala Ali, uh, Sharif Earp, and Juan Sanderson, uh, and it was directed by Barry Jenkins. Man, I love this movie. Uh, to be honest with you, um, I wasn't. You know, when I first heard that La La Land did not win, and this was the movie that won. I think there was a part of me that thought, like, again, I think we've talked about it, like, that people overthought it. However, I think I get why this won Best Picture. I think the story is uh, really impactful. I don't know. I think it was powerful to kind of watch just a kid grow up in that setting. I think they they set the stage really well. Like, I, they parsed it. I think that they did it in a really interesting way. So they kind of tell the, the story of this guy's life in three different phases. Yeah, three different three, actors play the yeah, same character. Yeah, yeah. so there was kind of a, a child actor who played him, a high school actor that played him, and then uh, someone who played him probably in his mid to late 20s. Mm-hmm. As you're looking at him through each of those lenses, I think maybe my only complaint was I feel like they did such a great job with the child version of him in high school. Um, you know, they did just a really great job, I think, of showing the difficulty of being, you know, him, which was, you know, somebody that he wasn't openly homosexual, but that people just, you know, recognize that about him. Uh, and really, you know, it was really difficult for him. I think they did a great job of kind of just making you really feel that in a really heavy way while he also had no, absolutely no support at home. And then I think the only complaint that I have and the only thing that keeps it from being like a nine for me is I don't think they spent enough time on the adult part of his life. It felt like they rushed it, but Agreed. it was a movie yep. that was an hour and 50 minutes. So it felt like they had 20, 30 more minutes with it. You know, and it would yeah, still be it, a reasonably linked best yeah. picture movie without it seeming like they dragged on. So I feel like they could have done that a little bit better. All of that said, it's a green for me. It was an eight for me. I get why it won best picture. Yeah. I mean, it's a really good movie. Um, I gave it a seven, um, which means I would recommend it. But yeah, there were things that I was picking apart with it too. Um, but great, great story. Um, it's a story about identity, and I think it's definitely worth seeing. Um, it is a yellow light for me, so I would say add it to your watch list, um, but I wouldn't prioritize it. Next one is Lion. Nice. Yeah, so Lion um, was one that Rodney hasn't seen yet, and I texted I texted you right, right when I got out, mm-hmm. and I said, what did I say? Wow. <laughs> I think you said, wow. Wow. Yeah. Two wows. Wow. Two separate texts. Wows. Yeah. Um, Which is, you know, that's, that's, that's serious. Yeah. You know, it was actually a fun movie watching experience for me too. Cause it was myself. And then like, for some reason, a lot of older couples. And by that, I mean, elderly couples mm-hmm. and, and then just me. So it was great. Um, it, so <laughs> define how that's better than like the normal. There was just setting. something, something about it where I suddenly felt like, oh, this is like, this is somehow, this is an event for them and for me right now. Like, I don't know if they all plan to be there at the same time. I imagine that there's some sort of like community, like this is what, well, this bulletin was, board, but yeah, it was Friday, what? Six thirty. Yeah. That's, that's late for, that's late for, for an elderly I mean, folk. I, I feel like that's a Friday night if you're older. Right. And so, I mean, in a lot of ways for me, this is a green light for me. This was amazing. Dev Patel, Nicole Kidman and Rooney Mara. It's a five-year-old Indian boy who gets lost on the streets of Calcutta, thousands of kilometers from home. He survives many challenges before being adopted by a couple in Australia. 25 years later, he sets out to find his lost family. 
So this is, again, based on a true story, a phenomenal story. Honestly, like I said, one that would be hard to believe if I didn't know it was true. Um, and it's, it's emotionally jarring. It's not, not, not in the sense that it's just this like emotional triumph. Like I'm not going to give away anything that comes from it, but like the things that it shows the, you know, in terms of sort of the, the state of, of Calcutta and some of the things that any, any, any child missing or homeless in Calcutta would see or experience or like have as a threat to them, uh, is gritty and jarring. And there's a portion of the movie where that's front and center. And then by the time uh, he does get adopted, the emotion isn't lost. It's not like now all of a sudden it's passive. Uh, if anything, that's when the conflict begins. So it's from like the very from the, the start of the movie to the end. I was shifting in my seat, like I was leaning forward. I had like a smile on my face. I literally like tearing up at other points. You know, just the entire thing was just a real, like just an unbelievable journey mm. through this story. And I think everybody should absolutely see this movie. Like, wow. I think you gain from watching this movie, truly. I mean, absolute green light, for sure. Well, I guess you should have invited me. No. <laughs> I, I did. You, I actually I, did. I, no, I had to get an oil change. What do you want me to say? <laughs> <laughs> All right, next one is Fences. Uh, Fences, a working-class African-American father, tries to raise his family in the 1950s while coming to terms with the events of his own life. Uh, the cast was uh, featured Denzel Washington and Viola Davis, uh, and it was directed by Denzel Washington. Yet another great movie by Denzel Washington. Yes. I feel like. Yep. I heard someone say to me as I was to, as I was kind of complimenting him that yeah, the only thing is that I feel like he plays the same kind of character all the time. And I guess he does always play a relatively strong character, but is like unbelievable. He's just so good. What I particularly loved about the movie is just kind of Denzel Washington coming to grips with him having lived in an era that, you know, he was a great athlete, but, you know, never really saw the fruits that he would have seen even in the fifties, uh, had he been that same athlete because he was black because he was black. Right. Correct. You know, throughout he kind of carries the weight of just that, that having been held against him. And yeah. he also is just super proud in in the sense of like, you know, he's going to take nothing from anyone. He, it's, you know, everything that he gets, you know, he absolutely believes he needs to earn. Mm-hmm. He's just a super proud guy. You see the brokenness throughout, despite mm-hmm. kind of this really strong character. Um, and you yes. had high hopes for this one. I did. Yeah, I did. What'd you rate it? Um, I rated it an eight. Viola Davis, who who played his wife, was, was and I think she, she won an Oscar for, for mm-hmm. her, her role, right? Yeah. Um, I think I mean she absolutely deserved it. I yeah, think best she supporting carries, actress. Yeah, I think she carries kind of that. She carries the family in the movie, you know, like mm-hmm. in terms of she's the person that keeps that is able to keep the father and sons together. Yeah. You know, because without her, it's a family that would have just absolutely broken apart. The sons would not have like continued to to put up with with Denzel. But um, I think the only thing that was disappointing to me was just the the ending of it left me wanting a little bit. So I think. All of the stuff that I thought I would really love, I love. However, there were definitely those moments where I, I was hoping for more, I wanted more. But um, I still decided to pick this one as my green instead of Manchester by the Sea because I think it would be an e- it would be a movie that I would be more ready to recommend to somebody watching him with somebody. I think Manchester by the Sea, I could see myself watching Fences three, four times and mm-hmm. continuing to kind of get something else out of it. 
where I feel like Manchester by the Sea, if I were to watch it a fourth time, I'd probably want to go jump off a bridge. Yes, into the sea. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I agree, Rodney. This is – okay, so I would say of all the movies, this had the the best acting on display. Denzel Washington and Viola Davis were incredible. This is a – from my understanding, it's it's a it's a film adaptation of a, of a play. And so you can kind of get that feeling right away yeah. because – most of the movie is right at their house. So it feels like a like a set, like on, right, on a yeah. stage, right? Yeah. Because only two, maybe three scenes are away from the house. So it feels like this, you have these sort of ongoing scenes, long bits of dialogue, um, just like you would in a play. Right. And, and, it's, and, and so it had to survive on the performance of Denzel and, and Viola right. Davis. Mm-hmm. They were both amazing, incredible, yep. so good. I already had high standards for both of them. And they found ways to even push that. Like, just unbelievable. I will say that it wasn't my favorite of the bunch. I definitely recommend seeing it. But in this case, for this episode we're doing, I would say it's one of my red lights just because I think that there are some other ones that I would recommend first. And that's not a knock against the movie. It's just, you what know. What did you rate it? Uh, I gave it I gave it a, a seven. Okay. And, and that, again, I just think it's a great it's a great acting performance, but I think it's it's a story that, you know, is just it's about life and that's great, but I don't think it it pushes itself beyond, you know, a seven. So, yeah, definitely worth seeing. But for me, it's a red. Cool. All right, next one is Hidden Figures. the uh, The description I'd give it is it's like it's like if the Imitation Game met uh, Remember the Titans. So the Imitation Game in the sense yeah. of like working in the government, right? And kind of working on this project. Um, but then also like, remember the Titans in terms of race relations, but it kind of also like the Disney feel to it. Hidden Figures, it wasn't put out by Disney, but it it kind of had like that family fun, yeah. wholesome feel to it. It's the story of a team of African-American women uh, who are mathematicians that served a vital role in NASA during the early years of the US space program. So it's set right in the middle of the space race um, as the US was trying to beat Russia to the moon. Um, and these three women, Taraj P. Henson, Octavia Spencer, and Janelle Monet, play pivotal roles in, in seeing that come to be. Um, it's also directed by Theodore Melfi. So I loved it. I thought it was really good. Um, that was almost a green for me, but I'm going to say it's a yellow um, just because it's definitely worth seeing. Add it to your list, but it doesn't uh, crack the top three. Yeah, it's funny that you say, so again, this is one I, I haven't, I've yet to see. The description is roughly what I think thought it is what what kind of like the trailer cover it just kind of jumped out to me it felt like that i think that combination sounds just about perfect yeah no and i forgot to mention too that uh kevin costner plays a really cool role in hidden figures too um, oh really yeah he's he's is, is really he like good. the the pitcher from field of dreams yeah he just shows up and he's <laughs> like who who are you <laughs> yeah, what what uh what are you doing if you build a spaceship, the aliens will come. Arrival callback. That's what I was, try- I was trying to tie it back to. Yeah. Doesn't it just always seem like he probably has something just like stuck in his teeth too? I don't I don't get that one. No, but in this but case, he was really good. I wanted this. I was right. We were step for step. I don't know. I don't know anything about his teeth. Anyway, go see Hidden Figures. I would just say add it to the list. You don't need to prioritize it necessarily. Rodney, what's the next one? Uh, the next one is... Oh, it's uh, Hacksaw Ridge. I was like, okay. what do we even have left? Uh, so this was <laughs> the, the true story of Desmond Doss, who is a conscientious, conscientious objector. So basically a, a, someone who did not believe in using weapons uh, at the Battle of Okinawa. He won the Medal of Honor for his incredible bravery. 
uh, and regard for fellow soldiers. So it had Andrew Garfield, Hugo Weaving, Vince Vaughn, Sam Worthington. Um, I think of all the movies for Best Picture, this one was definitely the user-friendly, if you will. You know, like, I think it's it's action. Probably all ages could could watch. I mean, it's definitely gruesome. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, I don't know about all ages. <laughs> I mean, yeah. maybe not all, but you, it's, it's certainly, I like, mean. the most action-based um, mm-hmm. movie of all of them. Um, I think it is carried, obviously, by the true story of Desmond Doss, which was, you know... Inspiring. It's a really powerful story. Yeah. Um, however, uh, I'll say the great parts are, yes, it is, like, definitely an action movie. It doesn't wane at all. Like, I think right. you, yep, you'll be interested true. the whole time. And, you know, the the actual true story of Desmond Doss, to me, was was fascinating. Yes. You know, they had clips of, of him and... Um, the actual not, Desmond Doss. The actual yeah, Desmond Doss. End. You know, at the end, they yeah. they had actual clips. So I think there was something great about just knowing, okay, this is like a you know true and a pretty cool, powerful story of someone who kind of takes that that call to service, but also doesn't believe in killing anyone, yeah, and still manages to figure out a way to be a hero. This, this, yeah. yeah, exactly, a hero. Yeah, it's a great movie. Um, since I had to pick, um, I went with a I went with an eight, but it's closer to, you know, like of there of all the eights. So you're saying, yes, there were a lot of eights. It's much closer to a seven than it is like a nine. Right. Okay. So um, to me, it's just a, it's a powerful enough story for it to be a great movie more than kind of the, just a fine movie that yeah. I would call a seven. Uh, and, but it was red for me. See, for me, it's just a fine movie that I would call a seven. Great acting. Sure. Hugo Weaving was really cool as the father, like really great character, mm-hmm. maybe the most compelling character, even though he didn't have as much screen time. Um, really inspirational story. Um, but aside from that, it doesn't belong in this list. I can think of, we already talked about this. We don't need to get into it, but three or four other movies from last year that I would have rather have seen nominated. Yeah, definitely worth seeing. I think like you said, Ronnie, perfectly that it's, it's probably more of like a, not crowd pleaser, but like more easily recommended to a wide group of people or like i could see somebody despite it being a really powerful movie saying manchester by the sea is boring and pointless where they would say Hacksaw Ridge was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So to wrap up this episode, what we're going to do quickly is we're going to recap what our reds, yellows, and greens were. So we're going to start right away, Rodney. What were your reds? This is These are movies that we definitely think are worth seeing, but if you have to choose, these would not be the priorities necessarily. Uh, that for me was Hell or High Water, was Hacksaw Ridge. Um, that's it. Okay. Mine <laughs> I, were, I, I had two less movies than you. Mine, mine were, well, Hacksaw Ridge was the only one we had in common, only one we had in common there. Uh, but also Fences in Manchester by the Sea. Rodney, what are your yellows, which is add it to the watch list, get to, you know, go out of your way to see it eventually? What's, yeah, my, so I had two of these as well. I had Arrival and Manchester by the Sea. Okay, mine were Hidden Figures, Hell or High Water, and Moonlight. And then Rodney, finally, what were your prioritize these, go see them right now, green lights? They were La La Land, you got to do it, Moonlight, you got to do it, and Fences. Okay, mine also was La La Land, Lion, and Arrival. So we both agree La La Land needs to be seen. We both agree Hacksaw Ridge doesn't need to be. <laughs> yeah. Is it better for you that you knew that they were a Best Picture nominee when you started the movie, or would it have been? Because I, I think, you know, if I'm being 100% honest, it's always better if you if you saw it organically. Like, Arrival to me was like, wow, this is a really great movie before I go, went into it saying, like, oh, this is a great movie. Do I think so? Almost all of these I saw after I knew they were nominated. Um, some of them I'd seen prior to it. Others I'd 
put on my list prior to it. Yeah. I don't know how it affects my ratings. Um, I'm prone to not want to overrate something just because it's supposed to be really good. Yeah, but it's hard, right? It's hard. It's, it's hard, hard not to, to. It's hard to separate yourself from the fact. I think. Like, I feel like there is a distinction of letting a movie like really impact you. Yeah. Organically versus like without filters. Oh, this yeah. is this is a movie that is supposed to impact me. I wonder if it will. Like there. Right. Yep. And it's hard. Yep. To, it's hard to really remove that from yourself. I agree yep. that you can kind of be. Black and white with it, but yeah. anyway, yeah, neither here nor there. Yeah, well, he comes off. I don't know what that what? one means. <laughs> what is that? I, I think it's Japanese. I don't know. Did you, find, did you read that inside a fortune cookie? What, what were you trying to say? Uh, I don't know. I said neither here nor there. Comes he comes off. I don't know what it means. I somebody will tell me. I'm sure it's probably not. I hope it's not something bad. That's all I'm. That's all I'm sitting here sweating out is. I hope I'm not going to Google come see, come saw and that it's going to be, should I look it up? Yeah, please do. I'm going to sign off, but yeah, please, please Google it. Um, you can find us, you can find us on Twitter at down the hall guys. You can email us at down the hall podcast at gmail.com. And you can check out our website where you can actually go and recommend a movie for us to watch, which we've had two people do this week what movies? at down the hall podcast.com. Actually, Kevin Brennan tried to recommend a movie. Yeah. And the the server didn't recognize it as an actual movie. Well, it's not looking for. That's what he said. Is his words not mine? You know, Chet Fido. Fido. So is it a technical issue? I don't know. I just need to know if it's a technical issue because that's what I saw. I saw the technical things. It's true. You do the Twitter things. You are a genius with that. I will say. Well, thank you. That's good. And uh, except here's something that I was not a genius. It's not Japanese. It's French, and it is ni- uh, not neither here nor there. But it is not too good, not too bad. Ah, I see, I see. That's Spanish for so-so. Yeah, yeah. Más o menos. I don't know what that is. More or less. Well, more or less, we are signing off. Thank you for stopping by. We hope that this was informative and humorous and helpful. You know, is this this our goal, though? Because couldn't you make the argument if we're trying to find people good movies to watch that are accessible? But these movies we found... Because somebody else called the academy said that they're, no, 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 no. they're good. Well, what do you who you're giving us way too? You're 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 tasking us something that we shouldn't be tasked with. We're not we're not finding call. movies. We're navigating movies that have already been found and presented to the general public. I I well yeah, but there but the search process. What would you call searching for something? Navigating the waters to find something. Just to determine. What is and isn't you good. You can't. No, you are. We're in we're in the giant ball pit of movies. And all the balls are there. We don't have to find them. We just got to determine no, what no, ones no, are incorrect. worth. You got to find the ones that are worth something. What, are they are they blank until we like press play and then we determine what no, they are? They're tucked away in some menu that no one's ever seen in somewhere in, in Netflix. Okay. However, I, what I'm saying is that in this case, can we give ourselves credit because really we didn't find these. The Academy found these. Right. No, I. We're not. It's not like we just found this list of like nine great movies. It's like listen, we got a list of like nine. Nine movies that are all sevens to nines or sevens to tens. We didn't find those, though. The sometimes, sometimes our performance is going to require a little bit more. Like finding a movie, then determining that it's like an eight or a nine or a ten. That Then we get an eight or a nine or a ten. In this case, the movies were presented to us on a, on a platter. As on they, a as, golden, golden platter with a golden man. As they were plated. to everyone else. gold-plated or solid gold? And we then determined... I feel like you're ignoring me. For all the people who then probably at oh, these are movies that were nominated. I should probably see them, but I can't watch all of them. Heaven, heaven knows. 
When do you think people stopped listening to it? Because uh, you had already said bye. It's not like anyone's still listening to this part of the recording. There's probably three or four people that we could probably list out right now that are still here. Uh, yeah, they're gone too.